Hi, and welcome to Podcaster Stories. Each show, we'll have a conversation with podcasters across all mediums and share their story, what motivates them, why they started a show, how they grew the show, and more. We'll also talk about their personal lives and some of the things that have happened that have made them the person they are today. And now, here's your host, Danny Brown. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Podcaster Stories, where we meet the voices of the people behind the shows we listen to. This week, I've got two guests, uh, Rockwell Felder and Zach Moreno from Squadcast FM. So guys, thanks for joining me. Uh, Maybe you want to introduce yourself and what you do, I guess. Well, I appreciate you having us on, Danny. It's, it's, uh, It's our pleasure to connect with you and add value to your audience. And uh, yeah, a little bit about us. We're co-founders, like as you said, of squadcast.fm. And uh, what we do there is help professional podcasters create quality content remotely from anywhere in the world. And uh, we've been at that about three and a half years. And beyond that, Rock and I are longtime good friends. Cool. And I know looking at the, um, I was, I mean, I use Squadcast.fm myself. Uh, we're recording this episode on Squadcast.fm as all podcast story episodes are recorded. Um, and I know from your website, um, one of the main reasons that you guys started Squadcast.fm is because of the limitations with remote recording. You've got a remote team. What, what were you finding were the biggest limitations that were really you know, impact in your team's effectiveness, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it was a little surprising to us at first that it was just so difficult to create a podcast remotely uh, and just how all across the board, the different uh, methods podcasters were using. There was, you know, some very, uh, you know, to get the high quality audio that we were shooting for, it seemed like, um, you know, it was really, it was a laborious effort which is fine, but it just like kind of took the fun and sizzle out of it. So then when we used like easier solutions like a Skype or Zoom that was also common with podcasters, uh, we felt like we had to sacrifice the audio quality, which really didn't sit well with us either. So kind of went back to the drawing board because the original idea for this was that we wanted to start a a podcast of our own with a remote team. Um, So it did kind of take us back to the drawing board. And, and fortunately, Zach isn't a guy who who stays down too long and came up with another idea. And, and then it was like, well, let's build this for the podcast industry. And so, you know, we kind of came in as outsiders and really fans of, of uh, podcasting and had experienced the magic as listeners, uh, but then really needed to get inside the podcast producer publisher's head of, you know, what challenges and problems are they experiencing? And, you know, is this remote recording thing a, uh, an opportunity and, you know, do people care about quality the way that we thought they did, or at least would, uh, with the way that, you know, podcasting was going. Right. And you mentioned that you came into the industry as podcasters to create the platform for podcasters. So what was your background, um, before coming in? Uh, what was your sort of other day job of you, if you like before Squadcast? Well, lots of things. Uh, and, and the, uh, the podcast that we wanted to create was, was actually intended to be a kind of a creative side project because um, I'm a software engineer and was, uh, was working in the government on um, uh, some environmental uh, causes. And that, that was really great work. And I'm glad there are people doing it, but um, was writing too much code to be frank, and wanted to go back to kind of a a creative side project as I went to art school before that. And, uh, you know, used to paint every day. And I didn't necessarily want to go and do that again. I wanted to try something completely new. uh, And was always a fan of podcasts from a listening perspective, and really became kind of aware and hip to this new 
uh, genre within podcasting of of audio dramas and and fiction within podcasting. And we we sought to create one of those new shows. So, you know, uh, new medium, uh, new new genre within that medium, and really wanted to kind of get out of our comfort zone and try something new. And we were pretty audacious in doing that. But also, we thought we had a lot of the skills necessary to do that at a high level. My my brother Vince, who's also on our team, is uh, is an an audio engineer and sound designer. Um, I'm a software engineer and podcasts are kind of a medium of the web. And then my good friend and, and myself have both kind of been published authors. So we thought we had a lot of the prerequisites to do something like that. But we really found this bottleneck of quality. And uh, and that's really where we, we pivoted from the podcast uh, to building something that kind of solved our own problem. It turns out a lot of other people had that that same challenge as well. Yeah. And, and for me, I was just a, um, you know, Zach and I are longtime friends, so we've known each other since high school, but, uh, you know, in college we, you know, went our, went our separate ways as far as like career interests went. And so he went the software development route. And then I went, uh, more the business accounting finance route. I was working at a accounting firm as a, uh, f- uh business auditor, which sounds probably boring to some, but for me, I actually thought it was really exciting and got exposed to a lot of different businesses and and executives and founders and stuff. And so that's what started to, you know, help me realize how interested I was in, you know, taking a, a, a jump into the something more creative and more independent and entrepreneurial, uh, as good as that job was to me. And I, I don't think I would be here today if it wasn't for that job, much like I think Zach feels the same way about his previous job. But, uh, you know, something was just kind of burning inside uh, us independently that we wanted to do something more, again, creative and, and independent. Um, and, you know, it kind of just, it was this intersection of like Zach and I had already experienced working remotely, um, and had success with that. And I think independently saw that as being a future thing that would be more common. And then this, uh, writing this curve of growth in podcasting at the same time, that's kind of what the, the bet was, is that the, the two of those would intersect and folks would want to create high quality content. And we wanted to be that uh, that platform to do that remotely, and and I, I know you'd mentioned. I mean, I I've previously previously used like Zoom and Zencaster and stuff like that. And one of the reasons it came to you know Squadcast FM is the features that you have, like the green room that we are using at the moment, for example. The you know the the, the separate audio tracks that not a lot of the, the remote ones have. When you were coming into the, the industry to create Squadcast FM, what were some of the biggest challenges that you found um, as you built the platform up? Well, audio can be very exacting. Uh, so I think that was kind of one of the first design constraints that we, of course, we we sought to uh, strive for pr- producing quality audio. So if, if you're cool with recording kind of whatever quality audio, then it's not very exacting. But once you get into kind of the, uh, you know, the, the CD standard quality or kind of the edge of human hearing capabilities, that's when things get, um, you know, a balancing act between what kind of modern computers and software and stuff like that can do uh, versus, you know, where where our ears can can hear. And, uh, you know, you can record quality audio, uh, even if you solve those problems. And we did. If you record the best quality audio ever, and that file never actually makes it to the person who needs it to, to produce their show, then it doesn't really matter. So reliability is kind of that second factor that um, that really, I think the combo of those two things together 
really is where Squadcast shines is is the high reliability with our kind of uh, progressive upload technology that we've developed that kind of auto saves to the cloud with our backup strategy that is recorded separately of our primaries. So we always have that kind of safety net in there for high reliability. Support is another one of those factors. And then just setting people up for success in post-production with um, time-saving features um, like recording in separate files, recording those files locally so they're that really high quality. And and then also uh, this problem of time sync issues can arise, so, so-called uh, audio drift. And uh, I believe we're the first uh, platform to have solved that. And we have uh, some you know, some patents pending around how we upload that audio that I mentioned, and then also the uh, the drift normalization. So all of those things combined really uh, make a make a smooth experience on the surface, really easy for people to show up and record really great sounding audio. But there's there's all these things under the hood that add up to produce the quality and um, and reliability and uh, setting you up for success in post production. So all in service of our listeners, which is you know uh, what what we encourage podcasters to kind of make their decisions through that lens. The success as a podcaster follows with uh, with your audience. Not for sure. And I know I, one of the previous platforms I used was uh, notorious for audio drift, and it it wasn't something I was aware of until listeners would start either emailing or pinging me on Twitter or whatever and say, hey, did you hear this? I thought, oh, great. Because <laughs> mm. I was just uploading it, you know, when I first got started. Um, now, you mentioned some of the things, like you say, the the progressive uploads and the the audio, you know, the, the lack of audio drift, et cetera. Um, what, would, what would you say are some of the other things that separate you from similar platforms? You want to take this one, Rock? Yeah, I mean, I think what it comes down to is that like, we're just really, we care a lot and we just really aren't going to accept the what's what's commonly used or what's thought as possible. We're not going to take that as like, you know, we're not going to settle with that. And I think that's why Squadcast is what it is, is that like we figured that there just had to be a better way that was specifically catered towards helping empowering creators. Um, and so I think, you know, all, everything that we work on really comes down to that. And the, the best way that we do that is because we have the, the opportunity and the benefit of serving people that talk for a living. So like very early on, we just realized, holy crap, like these people are telling us exactly what they want and they're, you know, they're well-spoken. They know what they know how to, the, to say what's on their mind, um, which can be tough at first when it's critical, but, uh, you know, if you got thick skin, it can actually be super beneficial because, uh, you know, we just listen to them and, and just do, you know, a lot of the stuff that we originally set out to do is, is pretty much there in the original vision. But, uh, a lot of stuff has been, you know, direct customer, uh, in- input and feedback and just working with them, uh, every step of the way to make sure that we're, we're not just creating something just for the sake of, being able to build and call ourselves entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Like we want to be solving real problems for real people and, you know, making them really happy. So I think that's really what it boils down to is like audio drift is something that we ran into as well. And it was really disappointing and scary um, and surprising, but we didn't settle for that because we thought that's, that's unacceptable. There has to be a better way. And then the upload process, we had similar stuff to, to what happened, uh, what was going on with Zencaster as well. And just thought that's unacceptable. There's gotta be a better way. So then we developed this patent pending technology called progressive upload to help just have a better upload process because 
we realize that time is so precious and there's so much work that goes into just getting that person in the interview with you. So when it's time for, for Squadcast to go, you know, it needs to work. And so that's why we really try to, um, we really care about that. So everything is, is really with that in mind. And also it's because we've, we've been in your shoes now. We have a podcast of our own and I think that's really helped us understand what it's like to be a podcaster. And, uh, you know, we've experienced so many benefits of podcasting, whether it's building an audience, which we, you know, are starting to do, but also the relationships that you can uh, build and through the connections of having the podcast, like what we're doing right now, Danny, like it's, it's, it's a pretty incredible thing. So um, we just care about it. We really like it. It's, it's a, it's a great, uh, we feel like the lucky ones. No, I, I, you know, as, as an end user, I, I can see that coming through. You know, like I say, when I moved over from my previous uh, host uh, or remote uh, recording host, I should say, um, you can just see the difference right away. And and speaking of users, what, I mean, you must you know, see countless amounts of podcasts being uploaded and different types of podcasters, et cetera. What would you say is possibly the biggest mistake, if you like, that remote podcasters make? Um, either when it comes to the interview process or the the platform or even the recording, what 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 are you seeing and how how is Squadcast aiming to sort of fix that if you like? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of opportunities around around education, and that's always been something that is kind of near and dear to our mission because we're all figuring out podcasting as we go. It's a relatively new medium, so there's not this defined equation that you follow the recipe and everything, you know, comes out the same every time. So that's really, um, you know, that, that could feel kind of, uh, paralyzing, but it also is empowering because it's like a fresh sheet of paper and we're all, you know, getting to innovate at the same time. So that can lead to a lot of kind of, you know, non-intuitive things, different behavior, things like that around, um, and, you know, we just published, I'm very excited to say, we just published our first remote podcast stats report that has some very interesting data. And we did that in a webinar called The State of Remote Podcasting. So that's uh, that's on our blog and on our site if you want to check that out at Squadcast FM. And really, there's some insights in there um, that answer your question. So one of them is the uh, the microphone choice. Like there's a lot of recommendations out there from from influencers and OG podcasters but it's all at the end of the day, anecdotal advice. Uh, we sought to bring clear data driven um, decision making to the podcast community through a, the 2019 year. Uh, we had data and we, we brought that out to the community to really help people inform their choice of microphone uh, to bring awareness to the times of days that podcasters are recording. I think a lot of people think that anecdotally, again, that it's nights and weekends, it's hobbyists, it's all that stuff. Not true from from what we've seen in our data. Um, people are podcasting during the workday, um, which I think speaks to the professionalism and the evolution of our medium and community. Um, another one is uh, recording with headphones versus speakers. That's a big debate um, in our community. And uh, we, again, were able to bring some some clear kind of, you know, cut and dry data to that to that picture and conversation. And uh, for anybody out there, please wear headphones anytime you record audio. Uh, I think uh, that's that's one of the the big takeaways and things that we see kind of people uh, just just showing up on Squadcast and jumping in headfirst, which is always good. We always tell people just start your podcast, right? But uh, it's 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 not intuitive why headphones would impact quality. It's it's intuitive why the microphone would impact quality, but headphones is just one of those things that's not intuitive. 
it's not a fashion statement or a coincidence that you see people in studios and things like that all wearing headphones. Like there's a reason for that. And I can go into that, but you know, please wear headphones and your <laughs> guests as well. <laughs> I know um, I, when I first started podcasting, I would just use the microphone and, you know, I've always done a remote r- recording. I'd always wonder why I was shouting versus my guest who was just, you know, coming across naturally. And, and mm. then when I put, when I like got like the, the focus right and I got headphones, it was a whole new world with the direct monitoring. It was crazy different. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. And then also this, like, like if you're using speakers, it can cause this feedback echo loop and we can cancel that out on Squadcast. You don't need headphones to record with us. It can be canceled out, but that requires software to impact the quality of your audio. And we don't want to do that. We want to give you the sounds that came from your mouth. We want to give you that and nothing in between. So, uh, so when we have to cancel out that, that feedback, it, it can really compress and, and drive the volume down and impact the quality of the audio. We don't want that. So a much simpler solution is just wearing headphones to cancel that echo. And, and I know you'd mentioned um, on earlier about the, the recommendations of microphone uh, choice and how certain original podcasters and influencers were going and whether they were getting paid to do so by the brand, et cetera, who knows. Mm. But um, what I've been impressed with Squadcast, when I look at your board of advisors, for example, You've got some crazy experienced people there, like Pat Flynn, for instance. So how did something like that come about? Did they approach you? Do you approach them somewhere in the middle? Or Yeah, that's kind of the – we were very blessed to, to kind of uh, – we didn't know what advisors were or what this advisory board was when we first started this startup game. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're, we're students of, of the game and love to learn new things. So, you know, when we were researching how to start a business and, and specifically a software company, um, you know, one of the things that came up was – Leaning on the advice of other folks that were either had deep industry knowledge or or network connections or you know obviously the ability to uh, you know build a business and you know it for one reason or another they all just kind of happened it wasn't um, you know the most intentional thing which you know has its its downsides but it's also because a lot of this stuff we were just doing for the first time so um, you know we went to podcast movement in in 2016 as like the first uh, unveiling, if you will, of uh, Squadcast to the podcast community. And it was obviously very early days for us and, and you know, uh, an incredibly uh, anxious time for us because, you know, we had no idea how we were going to be received and, you know, just we're still operating under a, a lot of assumptions. So we're really, you know, like, how is this community going to receive us? And like, uh, within you know the first five minutes, it was like, oh my gosh! Like it felt like it was at home, and these people were really awesome. And at this event in 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 LA, uh, is when we met our first advisor, Harry Duran. He's uh, kind of been the the one that helped us with those other relationships, and was really helping us set the tone of why those relationships are so important. Because we spent the next year with him, really, you know, developing our our positioning and our 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 message and really understanding who we're, we're, we're servicing and why and, and how to do that. And so a lot of what you see in Squadcast today is, is thank you. Thanks to Harry Duran. But, uh, you know, shortly after that, we started getting connected with other folks in the industry, like Ispri Devora from We Are LA Tech, uh, yeah, Jordan Harbinger and Pat Flynn, who we were always fans of. And so the opportunity to work with someone like that, it was like, man, you know, n- no brainer. Um, and then just to have them just open doors for us or see things uh, in ways that, you know, just it feels like we're skipping steps, I guess, is is really what that helps us out with. Like we would have figured out 
think most of this stuff, but uh, we've bumbled and stumbled our way uh, on enough things. So it's nice to, to, you know, be ahead of a few things when people can tell you like, hey, this is what you should try, or you should think about it like this, or hey, I worked with this other company, and this is what they did. So don't do that or do do that. Um, so it's it, it's been incredible, man, because, um, you know, we look up to these people and and they've been indirect mentors of ours in a lot of ways, but to actually like work with them directly and they're like still that same person. It's, it's, it's kind of trippy. It, um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're super grateful for it. And honestly, like what we keep hearing from them is that they do, they're doing this for us. Um, you know, and they do have like a, an equity stake in the company, but you know, it's not like a, a significant amount or, or a controlling amount. They don't make decisions. So a lot of this is coming from a generous place. I, I, I really think, um, and that's because other people have helped them along the way. And so I think one of the things that Zach and I are starting to see and getting really excited about is like our opportunity to, in a, to start helping folks in a little way. Um, and, and as we continue to grow and, and get more experience and build our network to, to do that even more is, is really exciting to me. Yeah. And so is that where the About Two Mics podcast came from? The idea where it's introducing people to the wider community, um, like people you admire, for instance? Yeah, it's it's uh, something that we felt tremendously grateful. Like we were really, um, as Rock said, we we had some imposter syndrome in early days, and a lot of this was not validated, and there was a lot of risk and all these things that you know startup founders talk about. Um, but as we started to really understand that, yes, there is a huge opportunity here. Nobody's kind of happy with the state of the art, and we can bring something fresh and new. And we got that to finally work. Uh, thanks to our advisors in the community. And, um, you know, I mentioned progressive upload before. That was not our idea. That was Harry Duran's idea. So thank you, Harry, for for uh, all of your contributions and the community as well. Uh, so that, um, you know, is where we found ourselves when we started uh, the Between Two Mics podcast was, hey, we're in this incredibly fortunate position to have contributed something new to podcasting. And as we uh, built out connections and kind of awareness as to the podcast landscape and community, we saw that there were all these other great people out there who were also pushing podcasting forward in one way or another and kind of stretching the boundaries of the medium and the community. And um, the, as an example, Rock mentioned Esprit, our advisor. Um, you know, she was at at, at Simplecast um, contributing to, to their product roadmap. And Simplecast is uh, a very innovative podcast hosting company with analytics and really kind of, you know, on the forefront of, of what's possible in, in that part of the, of the industry. And, uh, and there's uh, a lot of other people. So it's really about sharing those stories, making people uh, aware, like podcasting, like I said before, is, is kind of a a fresh sheet of paper. Like there is kind of some, uh, some things like we know we need a podcast host. We know we need to record somehow and these things, but like, in between that, there's a lot of space for innovation. So we wanted to explore and celebrate those people that are that are helping innovate in the podcasting space. Now, as obviously podcasters yourself, and you know the people behind Squadcast and the platform, what that offers podcasters, if you could give one single piece of advice to new podcasters or people thinking about getting into the the medium, what would that be? Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of. Um, uh, excitement and drive around creating podcasts it, it, on the surface from the from the listener perspective it seems very easy to get started and it can be um, but I think people get kind of bogged down in the technology sometimes and with the experience with squadcast we've always sought to 
of course, it's a technology tool and platform, but we've always strived to put as much of it below the surface as possible. So that way it's really straightforward to just click record, walk away with awesome sounding audio files that are going to make it easy for you to edit and publish that, that podcast. So there doesn't really need to be all this fancy technology. There are problems, though, and I think of technology as tools. So you don't go and like look for tools to solve problems you haven't found yet, right? Like I think that's kind of people kind of uh, put those in the reverse order sometimes where it's like, well, I need A, B, C. Um, But if you haven't encountered like, you know, the problem that A solves, then you don't really need A, right? So uh, it's it's kind of like, uh, it's as complex as you want to make it. And I think people see professional podcasters with all this gear and all these boxes on their desk and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, that's what I need to be like. Not true at all. Um, you can sound great from anywhere in the world. And uh, and you don't need uh, a lot of technology to to do that. And uh, I think that that's something that that, that kind of gets in people's way. And then, uh, and then once you are started, uh, keep going, you know, uh, don't be discouraged by not sounding great on your first couple interviews, like awkward pauses or not knowing how to do something in post-production and editing out like your, your dog snoring in the background <laughs> or something along those lines. Like just look forward and look for opportunities to continue improving and, and just take ownership of it. Like, look, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and that's fine. Cause I'm going to get better and stick with me through this journey. And then you'll have this archive over time. Any, any podcaster who's been at it for more than a year or two, they all say like, oh, please don't listen to my first like 20 episodes or 100 episodes or whatever it is. But I I like that stuff. And there's this there's even this debate in the community about like deleting those episodes from your feed at some point. And I, I think that's um that's that's like trying, you know, I, I, I like transparency, uh, anybody who knows me. So I think, you know, just take ownership and just say, yeah, I'm way better now than I was then. And here's the proof. Yeah, no, no, I, I know. Listen back to my own podcast, like the echo that's on there, the noise in the background. It's like, oh my grief, what was I thinking? <laughs> but <laughs> it's to your point, it shows growth and it shows someone willing to learn. And you know, as you say, take ownership. And I think people appreciate that more as opposed to someone that comes in with all the bells and whistles from day one. That's super slick recordings and everything. Ah, uh, so just to like switch it around a bit, what is something about? Uh, you both that people might that that people that know you might be surprised to learn if they don't already know it. Mm, that is a good question. Should we? You want us to like me answer about Zach and him about me, or me answer about myself? Ah, oh, that could be fun. Actually, it's like a, a Mister and Mrs. panel here. Yeah, that could be fun. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to set it up like that. But you're right. <laughs> well, I'll st- I'll start and say something about rocks. That sound good? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so rock has these incredible uh skills that he mentioned with uh with you know finance and business and accounting and um these like you know very kind of cut and dry skills like you can do something or you can't um but i i have noticed that he he often overlooks of himself his abilities to to do things uh, at a high level outside of those in in creative ways. Like those seem like very non-creative fields. But uh, as we've learned, business is probably one of the most creative things that a person can do. And and Rock in, excels in that environment. So that's convinced me that it's not all, uh, you know, hard skills. There are there are a lot of soft skills in there as well. And uh, and that comes to life every day in creative ways with our business. 
<laughs> that's funny you said that, man, because that's what I was going to kind of use is like the soft <laughs> skills. Uh, you know, it, it, it can be very easy as someone in your position who's got so much uh, so much work to do. Uh, your job's almost always ending as our, our lead on on the, the vision of our product, the development of our product. But then on top of that, you have our jo- the job as CEO, as the leader of the company, and, and, and the, the, you set the tone at the top and the vision and stuff like that. Um, so for me, it's been interesting to see someone who's doing both and likes to do both. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome because it's like, well, who better to communicate the vision of a tech company than someone who uh, loves technology as much as Zach and believes in technology as much as Zach. Um, and he, he takes it very seriously, like almost to a fault. So maybe that's, maybe that's the thing that people don't know about it is he's very sensitive about technology. So, uh, be gentle when discussing technology <laughs> about him. But I'm a diehard geek, so I would never, ever, you know, uh, look to step on anybody's toes when it comes to tech at all. <laughs> okay, guys, well, this has been like a pleasure. I really enjoyed a chat, uh, and I could sit here for hours just talking away. Um, but I, I am wary of people that don't listen to podcasts like Joe Rogan for three hours or whatever, so I like to you know, <laughs> keep my limits. For people that want to learn about uh, Squadcast, the platform, um, or listen to your podcast or, or anything like that, where's the best place for them to to connect with you guys? Yeah, our podcast is available everywhere, and that's the Between Two Mics, uh, number two. And uh, we talk to people who are pushing podcasting forward in one way or another, and we're always looking for uh, you know the innovators in the industry and talking to them about their stories. And uh, like I said, there's no shortage of those. It's it's pretty amazing days in podcasting, and um, and we're we're looking to celebrate and bring those stories to the community. And then um, at Squadcast, we are very open and part of the community. So uh, find us at meetups or uh, or conferences when we kind of get back to uh, those, hopefully in the near future here. And uh, you can find us in the meantime um, on the, our website, squadcast.fm, uh, or on social media at squadcast.fm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very grateful, as I said in the beginning, to, uh, to connect with you, Danny. So thank you for having us on. We appreciate it. Thank you, Danny. No, thank you. Okay, guys. Well, this has been another episode of Podcaster Stories. If you enjoyed this week's show, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode when it comes out. And you can find the show either at podcasterstories.com or on your favorite apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Until the next time, be well and we'll speak soon. You've been listening to Podcaster Stories. If you enjoyed this week's show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And feel free to leave a review on iTunes to help others find the show too. And we'll see you the next time on Podcaster Stories.